What is going on, everybody? You're listening to the J-Red Show. The Buffalo Sabres made a trade today. They sent Eric Stahl to the Montreal Canadiens for a third-round draft pick and a fifth-round draft pick in this year's draft. This is a good move by Kevin Adams. And he needs to keep doing this. Um, Eric Stahl has underachieved this year. Well, really, the whole team has underachieved. Just three goals and seven assists for ten points. Um, he pretty much looks like a player that came here just to retire. He, like most of the rest of the team, has pretty much checked out and has showed little interest. Which is why I am so glad that Kevin Avs made this move. If the Pagulas want to sell tickets next year, then this roster needs to change. 75% to 90% of this roster needs to be new next year. There are very few players I want to see back next year. <coughs> Dylan Cousins, Bo- Borgen, Bryceland, Bryson, Asplund. The There are very few players that I want to see back here next year. The only player I really want to see back next year is Dylan Cousins. Okay, there's a few more players I'd like to see back. Borgen, Bryson, Asplund, Middlestat, Yokiaru, maybe Reinhardt, um, depending on the price, Jack Eichel, and Rasmus Dahlin. Those are the only players I want to see back here next year. The trade that Kevin has made today He needs to keep doing that 10 more times. I really hope this means... um, I really hope this means R2 Roostalainen will be called up from Rochester. He should have been with the team on opening night. The process of having him play in Rochester makes little sense. Um, As for Stahl, I'm pretty surprised at the return. I was expecting a later pick. There were two things that were clear about Stahl. He has some ability to drive play, but the ability to do so on a consistent basis has vanished. Mostly due to age, but he was playing the wing a lot in Minnesota in Minnesota prior to his arrival in Buffalo. And I never saw a center give up so many stretch passes in the neutral zone. And I noticed playing with Cousins, and it was Cousins, that, that was Cousins, not Stahl, who would be the one that was taking more defensive responsibilities on the transition. It'll be a funny footnote years from now when remembering some of some guys. But he did little to bump his trade value since it was very apparent that he was a pure rental. He'll probably be fine in Montreal where he'll float between the center wing and the middle six. At the end of the day, Adams gets some poker tokens to use hopefully hopefully bring in someone who can into the organization they can use to utilize down the line. It's really addition by subtraction. This team is so bad at tearing every piece of junk out of the very... This this gives 
At the very least, this gives Kevin Adams a chance to start fresh next season with a nearly empty foundation to build within. I want to look at it like an expansion team and hope Kevin Adams does well. The Rochester Americans are back after a two-week COVID break. Um, they took on the Syracuse Crunch and they they lost four to three in overtime. Scott Wilson got his first goal, one thirty-five into the second period. Brennan Bryo scored his first goal for the Amherst. Um, Remy L got his fourth assist. Jack Queen his third assist. Alex Bear Brett has fourth goal. Boris Kozlov has fourth goal. Oscari Lackerson got his first goal with this with Remy Ellie with his fifth assist and Brandon Bryo his first assist. Um, Brandon Bryo got his second goal and uh, with Mateus Samuelson with his sixth assist and Casey Fitzgerald his third assist. Then overtime, Gregory Desencio got his third goal. Otto Sampi has six assists and Scott Wilson has third assist. Bio was the first star with two goals and one assist. Um, well, the Amherst looked okay from coming out of COVID. I mean, you look at the Buffalo teams. Um, when the Buffalo Bills um, t- took a COVID break t- to face the Tennessee Titans, they um, it was the one. It was pretty much the only time. Well, that in the AFC Championship game where they looked real. The only time this year where they looked really bad against Tennessee. Um, then they lost to Kansas City, and then they rebounded to go to the AFC Championship game. The Sabers have not recovered from the COVID break, so it was kind of refreshing to see the Amherst for at least force overtime, but. Um, they did lose. I mean, yes, there's nothing to play for since there's probably not going to be any playoffs this year. But you still want to see the Amherst win. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. On to the Bills. The Buffalo Bills signed running back Mac Breida to a one-year deal. Um, I really like this move. Um, he get, They got a faster running back. But the big question is, will, how will the three running backs split the offensive snaps? The Bills have been content to only suit up two running backs for the last two years, so will that strategy change? Um, if I, um, they might want to draft Travis Antiani at 30 and give him a 70% chance of the snaps. Well, that's a possibility, but I think they should get a pass rusher. I think I think their offense is all set. Um, they... Th- they, on the offense, um, they have no major holes. Um, tight ends, um, I guess they could improve the tight end, but I think they really need to improve their pass rushing and their cornerback with the draft. A lot of talk about trading Moss to Singletary. I'm not sold on doing that, especially Singletary. Sophomore slumps are coming for running backs. Motor can bounce back and have a huge year. Brita could help with that because of the change of pace. I'm good with this three-headed monster. The offensive line is looking solid. I'm looking for the running game to bounce back. <coughs> we saw a big trade in the NFL. Um, the San Francisco 49ers get the number three draft pick from the Miami Dolphins. Um... In exchange for the number 12 pick 
And then the Dolphins send the 12th pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. They get the first and third round pick of 2022. So my thoughts, um, the, Mi Ma the Miami Dolphins, it looks like they're going to stick with um, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, if you're a Bills fan and you want to see your di your division rivals fail, then you got to hope that Miami botches draft picks or Tua doesn't develop. Um, but the Dolphins look like winners in all this. They took advantage of the clear demand for a cheap young quarterback and moved down three spots to likely take one of the players. They were looking at number three anyway in Pitts, Chase, or Devontae Smith. With that said, they were on all in on Tua because it makes no sense to trade for Deshaun Watson. So that, that's one good thing. For the 49ers, um, we, it looks like they could be moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. But unlike the Jets-Colts trade, we'd be naive to think that the 49ers didn't put a call to Robert Saleh, who is now the Jets head coach. In order to move up that far and give up so much, a third rounder this year could surmise that the, the Niners know who the Jets are taking number two overall. So the 49ers have a choice between probably between Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones. I think Fields is the most likely one. I love his upside and I believe he'll be the best one or two of the quarterback class. Um, he needs to process better and faster. Not a great anticipatory throw. It was a hair slow through the quarterback progression. Shanahan wants a quarterback who will run his system to near perfection. A lightning quick thinker who is ready to make high level reads tomorrow. He wants them to be facilitators, hence why the 49ers have loaded up on yards at the catches, threats, and mismatched pieces at offense. That's not on fields, to be fair. It wasn't on Derek, it wasn't Derek Prescott when he came out either. This is no indictment on fields who has some rare traits and excited upsides. It's just that the Shanahan's offense would not be a fitted glove for that. Shanahan's critics say he's too in love with the system, and that debates for another day. But ignoring that element would be foolish, foolhardy. For Trey Lance, this is where it gets interesting. Lance has, for all his supposed rawness and lack of high-level experience, is better anticipated now than Fields. On the flip side, Fields does things Lance cannot yet. But for purpose of finding, for purpose of finding San Francisco's more ideal quarterback. Lance has to be considering the one fairly remarkable thing about his scouting, and the kept the kept the scouting that has kept catching my attention was that for a player who many college quarterbacks recruited as an athlete, he has a high football IQ. He ran a pro-style system that included elements of the spread quarterback run game. It's not terribly divergent from Shanahan, what Shanahan does, and you can see Lance making checks at the line and adjusting protection. As a registered freshman, to have some level of acumen as confidence grows, a 19 year old special, Lance has room to grow and improve the mental aspects of the game, but we don't know of a scout who doesn't believe Lance is capable of doing that. Lance throws the time and anticipation. Think of old phrase, he throws his guys open. Um, it's clear that he takes care of the football. All elements would make, would make the match. The biggest question is, would Shanahan turn over the keys to the Ferrari uh, to a player who 
with one star in 14 months. Finally, Mac Jones. Um, a month ago, you could see Jones land number 15 spots in New England, a plus 20th to the Bears. But there's been a great shift to the tide. Jones' greatest strength trait might be that he's very reliable. He may not have. He doesn't have the arm talent. He's not a great athlete, even if he's tested out better. But what he does best is distribute. He gets the ball to his horses, lets them run with it. It might read as an old formula in his positions. A few years ago at the NFL Scout Combine, um, I asked, what, what element of quarterback evaluation is a must-have? Jenny's answer, he wanted quarterbacks with clean throwing motions. So what are your thoughts here on Twitter, Jay Rich? On to the 2021 NCAA Tournament. And this has been a fun tournament. After missing the tournament last year, we really needed an exciting tournament like this. Because we're seeing a lot of underdogs in the um, Sweet 16. We have number 11, Syracuse, taking on number 2, Houston. We have number 12, Oregon State, taking on number 8, Loyola, Chicago. We have number 15, Oral Roberts, who upset Ohio State and Florida, taking on Arkansas. We have number 11, UCLA. This is the highest average... Um, Seed in the Sweet 16 in NCAA basketball history. Let's talk about Loyal Chicago. Um, they have Cameron Kurtwig, Kurtwig Lucas Williamson, Clayton Custer. Um, they have Brennan Norris. It was a recruiting group for the Ramblers when they beat Notre Dame, Richmond, and Toledo to land Norris. He's a Horizon freshman standout who has been start, starting experience and three years of eligibility when he left Oakland in 2019. He's a more of a facilitator than Custer was when he led guard on the 2018 team. No Rambler has played has more put than Nor has played more than Norris this year and that continued into the NCAA tournament. <coughs> Ahiro Ugraf. Most of us talked about his love for versatile big men and that he had a good one sent out with his registered transfer in the twenty eighteen run. The Canadian initially signed with New Mexico before having a courtside view of the Rambles' original run. Keith Clemens. The Rambles were in need of immediate scoring on the perimeter, and Custer and Marquis Towns left after leaving, leaving the NIT in 2019. That's when Clemens and Juke Sutton, a Juco guard from Vincennes University. Um, Clemens may not have reached the height of Custer or Towns offensively, but the off-guard has been an integral part of the good, two good loyal teams. Tate Hall. In terms of talent pool, Hall came from a most tr non-traditional route for an upper mid-level mid-major in Division Two. He had a tremendous de a debut, debut a season. A, a, he had a tremendous debut season a year ago, leading the Ramblers in minutes to 30, at 32.9 minutes per game. Um, he is the most important player for Monster, averaging 18 minutes a game. Like like seemingly every Rambler, he's a quality defender that is capable from the outside. Marquise Kennedy. Kennedy's one of the real byproducts of the 2018 run. The local star commits Loyola over Wichita State and Illinois State, apparently with Florida State. Whereas he spent swaths of the 2019-20 season at the Spurs Rambler's point guard, he's been shifted off the ball with the addition of Norris. He's shown the ability to be a fearless electric scorer, 
and scored 14 against the Illinois defense. There are other players, uh, finally, there's Jacob Hudson. There are other young, there are young players that deserve mention, like guards like Hayes, Herb, and, and Welsh, all of whom got a steady diet of playing throughout the year. Um, each is a prep product and figures to be part of Loyal's post cut to exclusive future. Nonetheless, Hudson seems to be the main, the main young role player to not fall victim most of the Titans' rotation as the games got bigger. And the reason why is clear. He provides Polk in the post to, to give Cutwick the much needed breaks. He also impressed seven important minutes against Illinois. Five score, five score, five points, and the grappling two rebounds. So, what are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at JRed Show. I got my second vaccine shot, so that'll hopefully end COVID nineteen at least for me. I hope we all get past this pandemic. We can enjoy sports and concerts and movies and everything else. Um, what are your thoughts here on Twitter at Jared Show? And I'll see you later.